Okay. And we're off. And we're off to the races. Yay! Irons in the fire. I, you yeah, know, well, that's how that works. Irons in the fire. I believe you used the phrase correctly. Oh, yeah. yeah, you got a lot of irons. I got a fire. lot of irons. Mm-hmm. Nine turning. irons, four irons. You're a real Tiger Woods. I, you know, pitching wedge. Yeah, I love the pitching wedge. Always my favorite. As club. a top pitching wedge. <laughs> Parking cone. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. What do we got here? Are you going to break the chips out on pod? Um, no? I feel like that's after show material. Okay, yeah. They maybe pay for the crunch. They pay for the ASMR. Well, let's do it on the after show. So Can I tease it, what the titles of the chips are? Yeah. Okay. We have uh, uh, Hairs Brand or Airs Brand or Hers Brand. Hers? I well, believe it's, it's Hairs. It's the German yeah. spelling. Well, it's flavored, in, flavored by Philly. As in Mr. Flavored so. by Philly. I don't even know a Philly accent. We got roast pork sandwich. I'm very excited to that. try that one because uh, the roast pork sandwich in Philly controversially better than the cheesesteak uh imo especially when there's broccoli rob on there Ooh, baby and then what do we got then we got tomato pie as in as in uh probably ketchup flavor or something you know italian pizza tomato pie there was also a sandwich topper one where it was mustard flavor so instead Hmm. of putting mustard on the sandwich you would put the mustard flavored chip to get the texture and the crunch and the mustard without it getting soggy i'm sure we've talked about this before but i'm gonna do it again i'm a big fan of chips on sandwich I it's did the greatest thing in the whole fucking world. Last week. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. I think my controversial opinion that se- that people seem to disagree with is that I like a kettle chip on a sandwich. Yeah, I like harder, a real deep You crunch. need a hard chip to really cut through all the soft. Mm-hmm. I used to like like a Ruffles, which, you know, I still enjoy, but it's a little too soft for my taste these days. The kettle brand uh, Ruffle is hard. Okay, yeah, I know what you're Those talking about. Those are hard about. as fuck, and usually they're in a barbecue or a habanero lime. Mm-hmm. So they get, or my favorite, the uh, buffalo wing or buffalo ranch. So you really get that little zippiness. Yes, a lot of people are put off by the flavored chips on the sandwich. I am not one of those Who are people. these babies? I'm a big fan of barbecue on a sandwich, I have to it's say. It's the best flavor on a chip. You know, I think I- I've learned over time, people do not appreciate the value of, uh, you know, balancing flavors in a palate. People, you know, they think they're sophisticated eaters because they go to French restaurants or whatever, or they go to fucking Saragina, and, you know, they try lots of stuff. But Saragina is truly like baby food. I've been there so many times that I'm like, you know, what is it? Uh, sure, it's just pizza but and seafood or whatever. But the point is, it's not it's not the restaurant. It's just that I think people in New York tend to think, oh, I'm worldly. You know, mm. I go eat Thai food. I go eat this or that. Yeah. So I have a palate. And it's like, no, you don't because, you know, you're either like drowning everything in some type of sauce. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't appreciate the mixture of like sweet and savory, an underappreciated combination. Yeah. People are really uh, subpar when it comes to acid. People run from the acid. They like a bland, fatty, carby type of thing. They don't put a pickle on a, a sandwich exactly. either. Or like a, Or have a spear. Yes. I love a spear. I think spears are great. Yeah. I... I I always, like, have this problem, because I'll get the, like, bucket ones, because those are, like, the nice balance of, like, it tastes like a cucumber, but it also is, like, briny. Yes. But then you're like, I had one, spear. I don't really want another one for a good six to eight weeks. Well, it's a good thing they last. Uh, yeah, things yeah. last. The, yeah. They're the last thing in the fridge when you move out, you know what I mean? Uh, that's true. That's I have, it. like, two floating around in a jar, and I'm like, oh, I'll get to you eventually, I guess. Yeah, it's a cartoonish thing that's left behind. Yeah. That and, like, the mustard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Both things I appreciate. Sandwich condiments. And, yeah. and vinegar, uh, acid-heavy things. Mm. You know, when on my birthday, when we went to the Jewish deli, mm-hmm. I didn't even want the pickles that they gave, just because the sandwich was sizable, you know. And salty as fuck. We had a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I was full, but... They gave you two different kinds of pickles. You gotta eat the pickle, and you got you got at least try. Oh, the like a butter and then no, norm- what? Not a butter. Oh. They were both the kosher dill style, uh-huh. but one was like underdone. One Ooh. was like a regular pickle, and then one was more like a pickled cucumber. Ooh. If you can imagine that, distinction. I would prefer that. I've been, I've taken to so this is a really lovely hack. Let me throw this out at you. You mandolin, a cucumber, bunch of rice vinegar, little oil, salt. And a boatload of chili oil in there. So it's like, Ooh. you know, like the hot cucumber that yeah. you pay $9 for or some bullshit at a restaurant. Yes. It t- costs like 30 cents at home. Ah, see. And then that in a salad, like the juices leak out. It's almost pre-dressed then at that point. But yeah, right. And then, or just like, oh, I want something bright in the morning mm-hmm. with my smoothie. And you're like, ooh, crunchy, 
zippy. Yeah. Really gets you going. And it kind of gets infused with the chili oil, it sounds like. Oh, it gets like. hotter so it's, over time, It's too, yeah. hot, but it's not like going to be an overwhelming spicy experience no, where no, no, no. you can't eat it with other stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. It adds a nice little layer on things where you're mm. like, ooh, ooh, crispy. From my sushi-making adventures, I've come to really appreciate rice vinegar. It's so good. It has a distinct flavor that you can't get. No. Out of other types of vinegar. It's it's much more subtle. You know, you can't just throw some apple cider in whatever or uh, red wine vinegar. I think I'm, yeah, I've never understood how to use red wine vinegar. I think, to me. you know, the only time I ever use Coleslaw. it is in marinades. Actually, that's true. A slaw. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but that's true. Yeah. Um, although I prefer apple cider vinegar in a slaw, um, but in trace amounts. I find, so, hmm, do you remember when the pub, like the, the collective unconscious was like apple cider vinegar is the thing. And yes. it was always like led by hippies. So everything that has it is usually a little hippie or it tastes like fall. Like in the fall, I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I love a, you know, a Waldorf salad with an, yeah. a cider vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Cause it's not as cutting. It, it doesn't hit your, it doesn't hit your palate as hard as Sometimes some of the other ones. The pre-bought ones or like the cheap ones. Sugar. That's so true. Sugar that's like, true. Fuck me, no. Well, that's also what's good about it, is that it has a little bit of sweetness to balance out the acid. It's mm. not bad. But I'm talking about, seriously, like for whole bowls of slaw or whatever yeah. you're using it in, a cap full. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need more than that, Mm-mm. almost ever. To finish the I mean, thought, I go ham with the rice vinegar, but anyway. Well, rice vinegar is different. You yeah, can go, go ham, ham with yeah. it, and you should. Yeah. Um, red wine vinegar mm-hmm. in a sauce. That's the other time. Hmm. Why in not, like in like a slow cooked tomato sauce. Well, yeah, you can definitely use a wine, but if you want something a little sharper, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because the alcohol in the wine just kind of cooks off, and all you're left with is sweetness. But in the vinegar, Depends you're, you're the still wine. left with a little bit of acid. Uh, but I guess you got a lot of tomatoes and other acidic things yeah, in there, anyways. Onions. Yeah. So what, what am I trying to do? Give myself reflux? Yeah, I don't know. All I'm saying is I've used it to great success in things like. Well, that. you're you know mambo italiano. I. In the caucuses, tomato things give me, you know, the burn. Hmm. Is Slovenia in the Caucasus Mountains? I have no fucking idea. I don't think it is. Caucasians? I just meant the white people. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. Mm -hmm. The uber white. Not those kind. (laughs) Not those kind. Well, you're just south of there. They came down there and gave you what for. Now you guys are scared. We had to run away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I find tomato things as I age. I'm like, ooh, it's a little... Well, much. You know, this is controversial coming from an Italian. I get into this argument with my significant other all the time. I'm not a big tomato fan. I'm not a big uh, on tomatoes in any context, really. Like, I will a, eat them. What about them, a Sunday? And I do like them. A what? Sun-dried? Uh, that's sort of different. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of like comparing a pickle and a cucumber. That's like having, like, a jerky. Yeah, Tomato exactly. jerky, which is tasty. I think it's good, too. Although, you know, I don't run from it, but I don't really, like, buy those. Or utilize them that mu- that much myself. They're good if you want the hint of tomato essence, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be like drowning in fucking red water. Yeah, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I don't like the I don't like the wateriness of tomatoes. I also yeah. just think that this is not really an original idea, but I think that because farm raised tomatoes have become a year round thing. Oh, they're gross. You're just used yeah. to having bad ones. So well, when I get a good one, I do like. You them, fuck with them Campari tomatoes? I don't know what that is. The little are those little ones? No, those are grape. They're a little bit bigger than that, but they're not as big as Vinon. Hmm. Delicious. Okay. Like I could that, get down with that. That with like maybe like a buffalo mozz on a little toasty. Yeah, yeah. It just depends. Or what, in a salad. It depends what it is. Like, it, you know, if I'm going to have a subpar tomato, I don't even want it on my sandwich. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'll order sandwiches without. Yeah. If I know it's going to be bad. If it looks the color of watermelon. But, you know, if pass. you're getting like a caprese sandwich or something, of course, you got to have yeah. it. It's part of it. But my even, you know, my doubling down on this is that I don't even really care that much about red sauce. Like a pizza, I would rather have a white pizza. A pasta, I would rather have an oil and garlic based sauce yeah. or a white cream sauce. It's third on my list, honestly. I don't like a red sauce. I really don't. I mean, unless I... R- I'm really jonesing for like an arrabbiato because mm-hmm. it needs to be spicy then. Yes, that's and very good. And even then, good. it's mostly just the fat of whatever meat I cook doing the heavy lifting and it's just there in the background. Do you fuck with the hot Italian pepper paste from Trader Joe's? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? It has some but kind of name that begins with a B. Bumboletta or yes. whatever the fuck. Bumbalusta. Yes, that's what it is. Some bullshit, yeah. I'll tell you what. 
You take, you know, a teaspoon you of that. I think you have a jar right there. Well, it's yours now. I don't want it. You should use it. Mm. Telling you, you, old. you know, it's probably fine. Mm. You throw a teaspoon of that into almost anything, and you're making a red sauce, but it's a delicious one. It's like it's the Western version of chili oil. Well, there is Italian chili oil. There's it's a difference. Sen- you know, it's essentially what it is, huh. but it's more like a paste and less so like, like an oil. Italian sambal. I guess so. I don't know what sambal is. Sriracha, but chunky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost exactly. Yeah, mm. it's pretty fucking good. See, I just take the chili oil and put it on pasta, and I think that's delicious. Oh, that's delicious as hell. You I know, don't, I don't need anything else. I'm this like, is where all the hip places get the idea for putting it on the table with your pizza. Yeah, you know, Ugh. it's just better. God, I'm hungry. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I got Tibetan food over the weekend in Sunnyside, Queens. Oh, I saw pictures and was like, "What the fuck is that?" It was really quite good. Oh. I've had it one other time. But this was many, many years ago, and it was a vegetarian place. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the Himalayan place? Yeah, Himala- yeah, the Himalaya Cafe. In, like, it's like sort Nolita of, adjacent? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it was very good back then, but, you know, veggie food, it, it's... Let's get some meat on it. It's there. one note. So yeah. And I thought this place was also going to be vegetarian, because I was going along with some vegetarians. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's more like 60-40. Um, so we had a good mix of everything. Hmm. And my God good it was so good and I, and I was just like in my history brain mode i was like this is so interesting this is a combination of like eastern european mm-hmm. iranian yeah indian and huh. chinese yeah which like those are four grand culinary traditions but those are also to mix delicious up. like we love fats you know we love hearty oh, yeah. spices you know no but it's it's like it's the thing i always say about vietnamese food french uh french culinary tradition mixed mixed with asian ingredients oh, when you have the freshness of asian ingredients mixed up with like a western tradition in this case like a slavic tradition really mm-hmm. pretty fucking good it's all At the like, end of the day they're like we love cooking things in like lard it's all like like noodles and stews and potato pancakes and dumplings Mm. Mm. but it's so much fresher because you've got like chives in there you've got like a lot of fresh parsley in there so fucking good oh from the yeah yeah uh there's apparently in flushing this like duck palace that i desperately want to go to the duck palace well i don't know there's just i think it was called juki or something like that Mm. And they just bring that beautiful golden duck to you, and they're just like, how many, what are we wow. doing here? And they just fuck you up with it. And I'm like, They have ah. nothing on the menu. You just decide how many ducks There's other things, but want. they just bring, you know, and it's a tradition to be like, and we're wheeling the duck, and we're carving the duck, and here's your bow, and hold your hand open. Ooh. Say when. And you're like, what if the limit doesn't exist? It should be like a Brazilian steakhouse where kind there is of, no yeah. limit. You just flip the card, and you get another duck. I'd be happy. Mm. I guess this is going to be a food episode, you know, Uh, that happens every once in a while. Sorry, everybody. But uh, I got my vacation coming up. You know, we talked about it on the after show last Mm -hmm. time. Uh, We got reservations to Bouchon, the uh, Thomas Keller adjunct to French Laundry. That's in Las Vegas. How much money do you plan on spending here? It's on this day? very reasonable. It's it's intended to be that way. It's oh. the bistro version of French Laundry. Oh, um, there's two locations. There's one in uh, Napa Valley near the original establishment, mm-hmm. and then there's one in Vegas. The original one has gone up so much. French Laundry. Yeah, yeah. So back in the day, you could go for three hundred dollars. Oh, I know. I looked into prices. Believe me, it is now seven or eight. That's not with the wine pairing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, three attainable. Like, same thing like with Per Se. You could go for three. Yeah. Now, fuck you if you don't have $500. I'm like... <gasps> no, I know. You can't afford these things anymore. I was discussing this today with my uh, Japanese colleague because, uh, you know, he's gotten into sending me sushi videos from Japanese YouTube, mm. which I really appreciate mm. because otherwise it's not navigable yeah. for someone like me. Um but I've been talking to him about this, and he was saying, like, in Japan, Japan, I don't know what the, what their fucking monetary situation is, but uh, they, everything is cheap there. Everything hmm. is cheap. Their economy is, like, in this weird stagnant state for the last 25 years. Oh, I mean, you can get a beautiful bowl of ramen for, like, $1.50. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, it's, like, 42,000 yen or whatever, and then you do the conversion, and you're like, oh, it's six twenty five mm-hmm. or something. But so the highest tier of sushi there is like around $300. And I'm like, that's reasonable. When are we going? I, we got to go. I mean, we have to go. 
you know, there, there's a guy that's comparable to Jiro. A lot of people say he's better and that Jiro is simply more famous, but his name is yeah. Saito. Hmm. Um, his omakase menu is like $320, which in New York it is, this is the conversation yeah. I was having with my friend today. That is mid-range, yeah. which is psychotic. Yeah. The high end is $1,000. Masa, the famous three-star Michelin sushi in New York, is $1,000 a person. Unnecessary. I mean, it can't be that good. There is no such thing <sighs> as that good. So when you're talking about French laundry going up to seven or $800, it's like just a product of pure fame. I mean, good for them. Further secure your already massive bag. Yeah. But, but like high-end dining should be around $300 a person. Four, maybe, if it's beautiful. If it's like, spectacular. It is, I mean, French laundry, I think, is 20 courses. It's insane. It's a lot. It's long. a long... You're there for the whole day. Yeah. Like, it starts... It's light outside. It ends... It's very dark. And then you're very drunk. Yeah. Like, you're just spending the day and people are feeding you. Which, you know what? Honestly, But the like problem heaven. is, at the places like this, like, you don't just get the tasting menu. you got to get the caviar. You've got to get the... You don't... You never have to get the caviar. I find it always overpriced and trash. I don't know how you would know that, but, you know, I'm I, a serious gourmand and I would get the caviar. It's fine at home. I think that's a good hosting thing because you can get a tin. It's you know, reasonably priced, make your own blinis or whatever. Like, I think it it lends itself to that, like, hosting sure. as a treat. I think because, you know, you know about, like, caviar shots, right? No. So What like, is this? Is this like a Miami Beach thing? That... Oh, no, this is rich 26-year-olds with expense accounts mm. go drink champagne yeah, um, and do caviar bumps off of their hand. Because it war- when it warms up, it is actually, like, a different kind of flavor. Mm. That's why you put it on, like, a nice blini. Okay. Um, so they're doing caviar bumps at $35 a pop for just a schmear on their elbow. So they smell like, their hands smell like fish forever. And they get to pretend to do another line. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, God. It's a pre-cocaine uh, bump. I mean, hey. You but, know. Here, but it's a nice, you know, uh, I th- uh, like I said, better for home. Sure. Better for entertaining. Well, here's the thing. I was teasing you a little bit. I was ribbing you about the about the caviar. I would probably get it just because if you're going to go all the way to French Laundry in Napa Valley and you're going to spend already probably $700. What's another, like, 65 bucks? Yeah. Who cares? you got to just go for it. That's the same logic as truffles, though. Well, right, but here's what I was going to... Fuck them truffles. Here's my follow-up. A long time ago, a former mentor told me about whiskey. He was like, if you can't taste the difference, just don't order it. He's not a mentor. He was an employer. And it, Well, that's true. <laughs> and I feel very much the same about something like caviar. Yeah. I can. I think I've had actual caviar, because I, I don't know if everybody knows, but much like champagne, there's only really one or two kinds, and they come from a very particular place, a very particular fish. It's sturgeon from a certain river. Yeah. So anything else you've ever had is just fish eggs from wherever the fuck. So you won't know this particular speech, but there's a speech in Dynasty... Where this lady's like, hmm, the champagne's burned. And she's like, okay, well, if you don't like my fucking champagne, have some caviar. She's like, oh, I only eat, that's Asatrova. I only eat Beluga. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. Um, honestly, it all just tastes like salt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, that, that's the thing. You have to develop a really sophisticated palate on the level of like some kind of fish egg sommelier to get... Like, to the level where you can taste the difference. You have to have it a lot, in yeah. other words. And I think I've had actual caviar one time that I can remember. Maybe twice, but I think once. I can remember this distinctly. It's also only really delicious on, like, Lay's potato chips. Whoa, what? That's, like, a normal thing. Like, if you have it, you just put out, like, a normal, like, s- sea salt or salted potato chip. Mm-hmm. And it's the perfect balance where you get everything all at once. And it's not that much, like, carb so it's not like a you know blini level of like you're like oh fuck this pancake you got to chew on it, it just like is a delivery service yeah yeah sure that doesn't sound so it's bad. high low it, but but know. yeah but you're you know you're you're salting it up a little bit too much i think you want to taste the specific salt of the specific thing and yeah. not have it polluted with like the msg level quality eh. of corn from america you know right but hey i eh. get the high low that's kind of fun i don't yeah. know if i would waste <clears> real <throat> caviar on that though I think it tastes delicious, but anyway. anyway. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I described to you when I went to Sushi Katsui and I had the Hokkaido uni, mm-hmm. the transcendent experience of like, oh, wow, this particular saltiness, it must be reminiscent of the actual like ocean where it comes from, yeah. even down to like the temperature that it's served at and stuff. They're like trying to send you a very particular message. Yeah. I would imagine that connoisseurs of caviar 
have a similar experience where, like a French wine taster that can get down to the valley, yeah. they can probably tell you what part of what river. Oh yeah, come like Highland, from. low. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, which I think is cool, but I'm not there yet. So if I went to French Laundry, forget it. I guess I'm not going to have it. You've you've talked me out of it. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I would just do it for the points, just for the gram. Yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> you rich? You rich now? No, Where? but I like to act like it. Yeah. You know, has good sushi once. Acting rich is more expensive than being rich. That's absolutely true. So get your shit together, Mary. Good point. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I loved looking like a retiree for most of my 20s. And I was like, wow, that was really expensive. I don't have that money. Yeah, I know. I now know. I'm like, huh. Yeah, I know. I'm a little bit nervous about this trip to Vegas because Why? it's going to cost a lot of money. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of good deals Everything and was, stuff, but. Isn't it mostly free to stay there? It's not mostly Except for your glamping. It's not mostly free. I mean, the 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 comp is great mm-hmm. compared to regular rates, but it's nowhere near free. I oh. mean, you know, which is fine. That's fine. I mean, all of that's already it technically hasn't been paid for. Just a deposit put down, but it oh. feels paid for because it was planned a while ago. Oh yeah. Um, no, it's more just like I just know from having been there so many times that like y- you know if you're not sitting at the slot machine wasting eighty dollars every two minutes. Your drinks are going to cost twenty to thirty dollars a Correct. piece. Yes, yeah. you're just kind of fucked the entire time. They don't have they don't have the ten dollar uh, tequila sodies uh, from the I, well. You know, not on the strip. This is the really? problem. Like, huh. we'll get off the strip here and there, but by and large, I, I would like to spend most of the time gallivanting around the major casinos. Oh. And if you're doing that, you're screwed. To do what though? Oh, well, there's so the much thing. to do. I, uh, you know, I love all the kitschy bullshit. You know, I'm going to a Cirque du Soleil show. Um, I do that almost every time I'm there. It's a fun thing. Mm. You haven't really seen Cirque until you've seen it in Vegas. I have to be honest. It's I mean, much I've better. seen Cirque on Cirque. You know, oh, it's boy. you know, it's all kind of the same. Did you see that guy that was going around as a meme victim of circumcision tattooed on his arm? No. Oh. And I don't want to. I thought it might have been you. Excuse I me. I thought you might have pulled the trigger on your first tat. And it was really uh, aggressive and ill-advised. But what in what world? I think you would have chosen a better font. <laughs> how much? Mu- how many words are misspelled? And honestly, the this person—they got it on their arm, which I think they really missed the joke of getting it right on right on their pubis area. Yeah, what the fuck? That's what you want. I mean, ugh, that, ugh. anyone who has to read that when they're like <laughs> gluck gluck away, like just like ugh, stupid dude. I mean, no one's going to read it is really the actual answer. Um, but, oh God, I hate people. I think I hate people. I'm at that point in the summer. I'm like, I hate America. I have to leave here. Yeah. These people are bad. Yeah, well, you've reached about the halfway point of summer now. <sighs> well, actually, technically, that's not true. I always forget that summer starts so late. We're only a couple weeks into it. Yeah. But uh, it feels like halfway through. It feels halfway through. I'm like, yeah. take me to September already. I know. Uh, the, the heat alone is enough for me to feel that way. I can't wait to go to the dry heat. I mean, it's 111 degrees every day. It'll feel like 75. But it'll feel so good. Yeah. I mean, the sun hurts you. Yeah, yeah, But the feeling of the air. Not being thick. Is good. Yeah. Yes, very good. No, I'm going to be on a beach in Patown in about two weeks for a day. Oh, that's right. You're going there for one day. Yeah. That's like a long drive for one day. Four hours. Uh, okay, not so bad. Well, I mean... It's an hour drive to get to the beach here. What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. It's like going to the, yeah, two beaches. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. Hey, it's it's summer getaway time. It's time to GTFO. Yeah. Anyone who's left in the city is a trash monster goblin. Well, you know, I noticed I got home from work like ultra fast today. And then the other day, last Friday, I drove to work. I, I typically do that. But I was like, hey, the traffic's really light. I do think a lot of people have finally vacated. Yeah. I no, think no, no. for real, the Hamptons crowd is gone. Hampton, anyone who can leave is like, oh, no, 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 no. It is too thick. It's too hot. We have to go. We're going upstate. Fuck this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. A lot of hay is made about thickness being... Um, Something that people appreciate in the culture, but talk to me in July. Yeah, in hips, but not in the air. <laughs> you know, I don't want to breathe and be like, mm, "Is this what Lizzo feels like? Am I you today? What's going on?" Um, yeah, wow, Oop. that Boop. was rough. <laughs> oh God, let's, nope. Let's let's edit that out, shall we? <sighs> For your own sake. What? But uh, hey, I don't know. 
That wasn't racism. That was fat shaming. No, I know. Yeah. But I just, I'm just thinking. I felt very skinny yesterday, so I'm hmm, okay. living my life. Thank you so much. Well, good for you. Why Why did you feel that way? What made you feel that way? Did you uh, go to a gas station in Pennsylvania and you were like, I fit through the door and I'm the only one? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I just like went to Gim, didn't eat that much in the morning or in the afternoon and then the night before. And then I was like, wow. I'm swole now. Dude. Cool. You know what? I, I'm not going to lie. There is something to that. I was telling you right before we started recording, I don't have any food at mm-hmm. home in the fridge because I'm going on this trip. So uh, yesterday and the day before yesterday, in 48 hours, I only ate one whole meal, which oh. was the chicken burger I described yeah, to you. Yeah. And then I had like a protein bar at one point. Not a protein mm. bar, like a like a Nature's cliff Valley bar cliff bar oh, type yeah. of thing at one point. And then I had like a few crackers and a little bit of hummus because that's all that was left around. So in 48 hours, I probably ate like 1,200 calories. And I felt amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. kind of amazing. When yeah. the hunger pangs like subside and you go a couple hours after that. It's and, fine. And then they return. But yeah. like if you get through that initial one, you're like, I could just not eat for a long time. Are you on Ozempic now? And you feel great. Mm, no. It feels great for a little bit until you're like, I'm foggy and I'm tired. That's true. And then today I was like, I'm so hungry. There's something about coming out of the first crest where you almost feel like energetic in a different way. Like the lean feeling of just like, wow, I'm like pure right now. I don't have too many toxins in my body, food or otherwise. You okay, know? Gwyneth, calm the fuck down. And then, but then, yeah, then you get the fog where you're like, I just need to eat something. That happened to me at like 10 p.m., which yeah. is not a good time. No, and then no, it no. fucks with your sleep and stuff. I had a night where I was like, I think I can go to bed. I don't need to have dinner. And then, like, I got out of bed because I was like, my stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. I yes. have to go slam some hummy right now um, and then go back to bed and be like, okay, it's something. Well, I had my one my one big meal uh, last night, like the evening times, typical dinner time. And this morning I woke up and I took my vitamins, all my supplements, and they hurt my stomach. This happened to me once recently, too. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, you I feel like more, in my old yeah. age, I have to be more careful about actually uh, heeding slam. the advice of eating when you do that. You can't slam things on an empty stomach. Used to not bother me, but I take zinc from my skin, and the oh. zinc is particularly impactful. I ended up reading this later because I was like riding my bike to work like, this hurts, actually. I felt like such a pussy. I was like, I almost need to stop, <clears throat> but I won't. Oh, I shan't. Yeah. I will make it there. And then I had to slam yogurt. And oh yeah, I feel I've, a lot better. I've been at the gym and be like, "Am I going to puke now?" Because mm-hmm. I've had three coffees and uh, maybe, maybe an RX bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, like speaking of acid, I mean, that's the worst thing you can do in the morning is take a bunch of vitamins and yeah, supplements that, and then no. slam like two coffees and then get on an exercise regimen. That sucks. Are you a fucking tweaker. That's what you feel like. I don't know. Oh, we have to talk about something. Okay, so this is. <laughs> So I, this was going to be a topic anyway. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> is it a meal? A snack? No, it's girl dinner. We are so talking around. Women across TikTok are showing off their supper. Snack plates ma- made by one person for the consumption and enjoyment of one person. And I'm like, if these hosts ever discover dip dinner, I'm cutting somebody. They're stepping they're in your almost, they're almost They're almost at dip dinner. And I'm like, I need all you fucking whores to step off. It's called snacking for dinner. It happens when you're lazy, okay? It's not girl dinner. It's lazy bitch dinner. You know what? I'm actually, if I had not been exposed to you and your behavior, you're you're decrepit. (laughs) uh, It's not decrepit. It's depraved. Depraved behavior. I think I would agree that it is girl dinner because it doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, one of... One of Ree's favorite dinners is basically a snack dinner where you have like tinned fish and like mini toasts and you just have whatever you got around a hard boiled egg, some tomato, and you just make little bites and you have little bites for dinner. Yeah. And I've learned to love this. You know, I'm not knocking it, but it is very girl behavior where you're like, I just have bites for dinner. I'm like, no, I need a plate of something like a massive. I'm a big dinner needs to be massive guy. Oh, and we've come into conflict in a gentle way a few times over this because I'm getting home and I'm like making pasta. And she's like, I just want like whatever's around, you know, Hmm. it's a combination of the like laziness of I don't want a production and I don't want all these dishes. But also like my appetite doesn't go up at the end of the day. It's kind of like waning. So you can kind of ride the wave. I think that's the girl component of it. I I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, we want to nibble. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, like, sure, I love nuts, a cheese plate, charcut, etc. However, 
that's not enough. That's enough to like keep you level while you're slamming wine at a wine bar, but that's not dinner. This is why you need something hearty. Like there was one day I went to the bakery and was like, oh, give me a Spigen. Then, Cause they're like little rolls you break off. So all day I was just like eating bread and meat and cheese or whatever, dipping it and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I actually don't need to eat anything else, but I didn't feel crazy because it's good bread. Yeah. It's like the European thing of like, I can eat bread all day, but I don't feel like shit. Right. And the next day I was like, I have energy. And I all I had was carbs and meat. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, fat. You know, I think it's the protein and the fat that gives you the, ener- the energy. Yeah. I've had this conversation a million times. A lot of people feel strongly that it's the carbs, but I can't disagree more. I think I have a real hard time with a vegetarian dinner. Or a light protein dinner. I'm like, it needs to be fatty and protein heavy. I can do without the carbs. I like them, too. Yeah. I mean, throw a pasta at me or some kind of wrap or a sandwich. When you're cutting eighth-inch slabs of butter and then throwing that on some sopracetta and a tiny little roll bite. Oh, yes. You have two of those, and you're like, I'm good. And maybe you're sneaking a little slab of butter just while you're making the sandwich. Uh, Maybe that goes on a cracker. We don't talk about it. Yeah, I do that. Well, no, you... Mm-hmm. On the, yes. You stick the butter knife in your mouth and scrape that fucking How clean. else are you going to get the excess off? You don't want to waste it. You don't want to wash that shit down the drain. That's, that's how you get the chef's, That's the chef's, you know. Yeah, that's daddy's little treat. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kidding. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not healthy, but I don't like that the New York Times is like, wow, the girls of TikTok are really turning it with this one. I'm like, no, fat asses around the world have been doing this forever. Well, just people have been doing this forever, and especially... I mean, it's nothing new. TikTok didn't invent this. The girl dinner has been a thing. I think my grandmother invented eating a chicken wing over the sink from the rotisserie chicken. Like, duh, I learned it from her. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? Talk to someone in, you know, 1932. Everybody was having a girl dinner all the time, if they were lucky, one day a week, and uphill both ways. In the snow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, like... uh, it's not enough. I, my quibble is that like it's not a thing, you know. Uh, the the wild. Have, are you on Threads, by the way? No, are you? Fuck no, I don't give a shit, and I don't. No, understand I don't it. care. I'm like, there's a reason why you watch Twitter. You don't engage on Twitter. That's how I feel too. Yeah, I watch the. I'm just going to the zoo. I'm not an animal. Right. Thank you so much. Correct. Um, yeah, I've been curious about that. Like, I haven't really asked around, but I've been wondering if people that I know are on threads just because it's, like, connected to Instagram, I guess. You still need to download a separate thing, though? It's a separate thing. It's basically Facebook, Twitter, but if but it's through Instagram oh, because we don't want to, you know, Facebook is... It's passe. You don't want to be on the boom Toxic, thing. yeah, yeah. So... But if you get threads and then decide not for me, you have to delete your Instagram. What? Uh-huh. Damn, okay, that's... What a trap. What... All the Ak- more reasons. What to an never Akbar get it. trap! Yeah, wow, I can't. Yeah, it's a trap. Um, I was like, okay, but like the only person I know that was like, oh, like reposted a thing. I was like, you're too online. That's coming from me. Like, uh-uh. uh, uh, I think you said it. Down. I think you said everything you need to say. I'm going to the zoo, but I'm not an animal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be more clear to me. the The other thing is like, I mean. By all accounts, it seems like Threads is going to be kind of neutered. Like, it's going to be back to the way that... Google Hangouts or Google Plus, whatever the fuck it was. Just, well, just, like, they seem to actively discourage and avoid algorithmically, like, anything polemical, which I think a lot of people, like, desire because Elon Musk Twitter has become kind of a hellscape if you don't like that type of thing. Well, what I saw was, like, oh, wait, so it's like Twitter, but you can't see hole and pole? Yeah, exactly. Not for me. Exactly. Um, And I was like... That's the kind of thing Twitter's nice for. You're scrolling, reading the news, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, a ding dong. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Next, you know. It's where corporate brands and celebrities will go because it's a safe place. And it's where people that want a safe place to say really banal things will go, which makes it automatically boring. I mean, I want the people getting canceled because they said a bad word while they were on their flight to South Africa. Or, you know, I want, you know, I want things like that. I want Elon Musk calling Mark Zuckerberg a cuck and offering to get in a cage fight with him. Like, things like this are fun, okay? It's We don't want yeah. Wendy's going, LOL, uh, you know, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger over Rodeo Burger, keck. You're like, whatever, man. I don't, you know, also, a corporate brand account. Pretending to be a human is not interesting. Let me tell you how false that statement is, by the way. 
Junior bacon cheeseburger over rodeo burger? I knew you were going to have a Go problem. Go fuck with yourself. This. Absolutely not. I think you're wrong. Rodeo burger, king of burgers, eat eat a bag of dicks forever. Oh, wow, that's a well, that belongs on Twitter. That's the kind of take that I want to hear. <laughs> not from the Wendy's corporate that's account. My only tweet but, is yeah. rodeo burger. Clearly over. I want your Twitter Avi to be a shirtless picture of you in P Town, <laughs> and your only extant tweet to be the rodeo burger is the best thing ever. Just ripped to you. shit because I'm starving myself. <laughs> And I'm just like, well, this is what I said yesterday. I was like, well, I have to go to the beach. I have to get my beach body ready, so I mm. can't eat. Papa can't have any food. Yeah. I'm like, what is a beach body? I'm like, winter bodies are made in the summer. We're not there yet. <laughs> I haven't given in. Yeah, that starts around the uh, dog days of August. Oh, yeah. Fill me up. And then once you hit Labor Day, all bets are off. Yeah. Once you, I mean... Once you don't have to wear white pants and you're not afraid mm. of shitting yourself, like yeah, it's fine. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, once we're once we're in September, we might as well be at Thanksgiving. I think so. It's just one long buttery luge. Hell yeah! All the way from it's Provincetown great. to the Turkey's Hole. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if people will actually use Threads or if they are using it. I don't. I don't know. That the, you know. Oh, the other thing I, I was going to say either. is that the biggest problem that I have with it that is going to be, in my opinion, insurmountable for them. How do you refer to a post? Do you say I threaded this or yeah. I? Is that did what you see, people did say? Did you see my post on Threads? Too wordy. Stupid. The best thing about Twitter that they coined tweet for the last decade is tweet, and people will continue to say so and so tweeted this or that, no yeah. matter what platform it's on. Yeah, which means that. They want that level of brand like forever. Yeah. Their yeah. branding, their branding is better. They coined a term that's probably in the fucking dictionary. I don't know that for sure, but I would almost guarantee that it is. Hmm. And, you know, it's like entered the lexicon until, you know, a century from now when it looks like Shakespeare and people are like, what's that word? I mean, it shaped American history. Yeah, of course. Which is fucking insane. That to is say. crazy. Like a stupid thing, like as a lark. Turned into like a behemoth that made no money, still make loses money actively. Shaped an American election, uh, shapes geopolitics. Well, that's what's crazy and is about it. Also, a place where you're like, huh, that's a weird color for an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's the only place where Azalea Banks can thrive. Like I know, you know, I know. Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, it, it's still this like hanger on to the wild west style of the internet 1.0 mm-hmm. yet it's like a structural column in the media edifice of everybody's life whether you're on it or not and so it can't like really ever go away like even if elon musk bankrupts the thing or whatever it'll get sold to somebody else and if they neuter it you know like if it gets sold to saudi arabia or something like yeah okay it probably will fail and go away in our country at least yeah but I don't know the language surrounding it, its impact on things. It's going to be hard to. It's going to be hard to get over. Um, I'm I'm sure people are like bored and annoyed by this conversation because yeah, a lot of it, geriatric millennials don't care and don't use it. Don't but use it's like it, yeah. you don't use it, but you do use it. Uh, everything you see on Instagram or things TikTok are, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. it yeah. comes from there. Yeah, it just does. It's it, the very center of this decentralized core. Speaking of, a uh, friend of the show, Natalie Lerner, uh, had a tweet. That I felt resounded very quickly. She's like, art not hitting very much. <laughs> like, she's like, all year, nothing's hitting. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. You know what? You're not wrong. You cue the Blink-182 song. Which one? And this is growing up. Da-da-da, I think sorry, I... that art not hitting... It, that's a that's very funny, just pithy way yeah. to sum up what I think a lot of people feel. And, it, you know, there is something true to it beyond just aging out of caring. Yeah. But I think also, yeah, you just mature a little bit. I'll never forget Stanley Whitney when he was like a guest at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked him about contemporary art and he was just like, man, I don't know. I wear $300 socks. <laughs> and it's like at some point in your life, you just don't give a shit. Well, so yeah. it do- it makes it harder for things to hit. It just yeah, does. When you see like a mid sixties artist being like, "These are the openings I want to go to," and you're like, dude, calm down. Why? It's, Who cares? You want to go to the opening in the swamp? In the swamp times, group shops. Fuck you. What off? What what of it? Um, but I was I did go to Scarstead, 
Uh, oh, are they doing a summer extravaganza? Let late, me late Andy Warhol. Oh yeah, I saw that listed. I actually kind of wanted to see that. I love late Warhol. Yeah, it looks like Tagliatello. What's that? You know that thing on Tenth uh, Avenue with the glitter Warhols in the window? Oh, there yeah. is a glitter one. Okay. Um, there's a really good knife one. Yeah, those are cool. Like the knife one. Uh, but a lot of it was bad. It was like the Witch- Wicked Witch of the West. East. Yeah, I remember those. I was like, what the fuck? But it was like six total things, and I was like, eh, not for That's me. That's not enough to not warrant the trip. Two floors of a townhouse to six shitty ones. I mean, the no. Cathedral of Late Andy Warhol is the Warhol Museum. Now, that yeah. might sound obvious, but I say late specifically because all of the good, iconic, like early and mid-career things are not there. Mm. I mean, they have a few of them. But uh, the late stuff, it is just packed with that. Like two floors. I mean, it did have an oxidation. It had the piss painting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are cool. But like that, that knife one's good. Yeah, the knife one's nice. Overused. The little, you know. You know, the, the late Warhol stuff that I like seeing, and like they did a kind of okay job of this at the Whitney retrospective way back when, a few years ago. Um, Which one? What? Oh, old Whitney building. New Whitney? No, it was at the New Whitney building. Mm-hmm. I remember we went together. They had that great room of all the death and disaster paintings that were like um, from obscure collections. And it was not a bad show. They it was had a too really soon long after the Whitney, or camouflage the Mona one. Lisa. Oh, yeah. In the back room. Area. There was some good stuff got in it, there. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But I think when you're talking late Warhol, the best thing is when you see um, the religious images. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Yeah. When you see the hand painted ones. And yeah. then when you see the very obscure ones that reference abstraction, like the eggs, like the yarn. There was an egg painting in there. Those are cool. The, an Easter egg with the, you know, like the circle. I was like, oh. Um, and the surfaces in these late ones were very good. I was hmm. like, there was a, like, I think a hammer and sickle one, but like the surface was all sorts of gnarly. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, they were being done with like mops and stuff by that time. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Where the brush strokes are really thick. Chonk as yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the silk screens yeah. over the chonk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're nice. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, my uh, not so hot take is that I, I'm really glad that Andy Warhol died. I think if he had lived any longer than just about the late 80s, we would have gotten into dig- digital stuff, which would have completely ruined his I art. I mean, Hockney lived... We know what happened, and we you, we see iPad drawings in every bathroom on the Upper East Side. You know, thirty thousand dollar posters or whatever. That's how much they cost. No, they're more than that. Are you fucking kidding? Um, um, I don't know that for sure. You Wink. should. Yeah. Um. um but the, yeah, uh, but he he was having this cool like artistic resurgence because his seventies work is so blah. It's just it's celebrity just portraits, yeah. and it was very commercial and illustrative. That's how Interview Magazine was paid for. And then, frankly, you know, this is narrativized in a in a way that, I don't know, people have opinions about. But it was his relationship with Basquiat that I think, like, and, and Keith Haring and yeah. Francesco Clemente that, like, kind of reignited his, like, artistic impulse, speaking of old people going to the young shows or whatever. Right, yeah. And I think he started really reengaging with stuff. So, like, I like the religious imagery because there's a, a personal arc to that that you don't see in the rest of his work. I like the ones that are a little more art historical that are, like, referencing abstraction just because they're hot and good and yeah. interesting. The yarn ones I love as Pollock riffs. You mm. never see them. Never. The, you them. never see them. The eggs you see more often, and those are more like Ellsworth Tellies. the first time I saw one, and I was like, eh, it's not bad. And then I like the hand-painted ones just because normally they're gargantuan, which is right. fun on its own. And then, you know, it's it, introducing, like, his own hand back into the work. I mean, they're just traced, like, whatever. Yeah. But kind of fun. Yeah. And then you and then you get to see the really bad collaborations between him, Basquiat, and Clemente. When you get a triple collab, those are like— Never seen one IRL. Oh, Warhol Museum. I've seen them. I'm not driving to Pittsburgh. Um, but then you're like, oh, my God, this is like Martin Kippenberger was like looking at these. Oh, you course. know, you yeah, start yeah. to just see you're like, oh, the, in a weird way. How come nobody does this? You know, how come there's never collaborative paintings? It's interesting that like high profile artists don't do that, even if it was just as a commercial move. I don't know. You're they're right, weird yeah. and they're fun. And then he died. And then it's like, thank God. The last thing I needed was like a Jeff Koons, Andy Warhol versace kim kardashian crossover you know he would have lived long enough oh the louis bag that that would have exactly to get to that point five hundred thousand dollars and he exited the scene kind of like on an accidental high note yeah and you don't see any crap after that it's kind of good yeah uh 
other show was uh, Gogo had some some Juds. I was like, yeah, I'll see some Juds. There was a Donald Judd in the background of the most recent and just like that episode. Just so you know, Carrie's at a fundraiser for the elderly, and there's a Judd in the background. I don't like that you're watching this. Well, I, I catch episodes from from time to time. You know. So you watch the fine jewelry getting stolen. I don't think I saw the fine jewelry getting stolen. Okay. I watched an episode where, uh, what's her name, Miranda, uh, is having sex with her husband, and she wait, Steve? I guess bald guy. Steve bald? Kind of a That's twerp. Not Miranda. That's Charlotte again. I don't know. Bald Jew. I don't know the characters' names. Yeah, Charlotte. Fine. Yeah, chonky guy. Uh, or skinny guy, ripped guy. He's not ripped, no. But he's not chonky either. The he's brunette not... one. Not Cynthia Nixon, not Carrie Bradshaw, and not the one that's not on the show anymore. The other yeah, one. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, That's... What's her name? Catherine? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. So Charlotte's having... She s- wants him to come on her tits, but he has that's to go exactly get That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, so he do- he does, but then nothing comes out. Yeah. And there's I was just told about this yesterday, and I was like, this sounds disgusting. There's a big hullabaloo around it, because I, I, you know, I'm like washing the dishes, and I'm like, wait, 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 can you pause that? What's going on here? So he faked it, and it's like, no, no, no. You he, can still do it, but it's... He didn't fake it. Yeah, it's like a dust cloud came out. Yeah. You know, like, I guess as you get older, that happens. Yeah. Which, you know, fair sounds, enough. Sounds right. But then the whole episode is constructed around this idea that she's like a, a secret cum slut, and she really misses the cum, and she wants the cum. However, the setup for the episode is that she only lets him come on her tits once a year. So it doesn't make sense right from the jump. You're like, wait a minute. You're, wait a minute. You only let him do this once a year, yet you really miss the, the sizable load somehow? Anyway, the episode goes on and on. That's like the B story. I think story. it's written by a bunch of chimpanzees in a room with typewriter. Like, this is that, like, idea, right? I know. It's a chat GPT episode. But then the the... the the icing on the cake is at the end of the episode, she gives him a hand job, and he says, were we successful? And she says, happy 4th of July, and then hands him a Kleenex. <laughs> Ew! That's disgusting! The whole show is repulsive. It's disgusting. Cynthia Nixon uh, chickens out on having a threesome because she gets a Charlie horse. I mean, there's just a lot of, like, Honestly, been there. geriatric degradation in the show that I, I can't, I'm not here for it, but it's it's so compelling. Like, it is infinitely watchable in a how did this get made type of it's so bad that's, it's good way. see that's the part that's like you know as someone who watched all of the you know the real thing multiple times i'm like this ain't this ain't it this ain't for me this was a very sexual episode carrie bradshaw is sent a text of um a giant dick a dick pic mm. it's a quite sizable hose and uh it turns out that it's actually the husband of a woman who's asking her for money at like a charity fundraiser and she hands her her phone for a different reason and she starts swiping and discovers her husband's hog and gets upset but then Carrie's able to buy uh buy her love because she has Mr. Big's money or so i was told she got all his money i guess so what the fuck she's apparently like uh, richest croesus in the new series and it's not from her podcast, so I guess it's big. I money. mean, we know podcasts don't make money. Well, no. Depends whose. Mm. But anyway, yeah. So, Donald Judd. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Yeah. We're just really, we 4th of July I mean, all over your legacy. I mean, wood there. all over the place. <laughs> like, that's actually what the show was. So, there was an old one that did have the bent pipe on the red, you know, L-shape wood. Nice to see. Was just at MoMA. I was like, okay. Most of the stuff was in that MoMA show that no one saw because Pandy. Oh, true. Yeah. You know. Um, and there was a bunch of prints, but like, you know, there were some day glow powder coated ones that I was like, what the fuck? Cool. That's interesting. I but mean, there's like, only so much you can do with the boxes, you know? Yeah, these look good. They were, they were kind of sexy. I was like, mm, colors. I have a question though. When did gallerinas become friendly? Why are we saying, oh, hi, hello, welcome. I don't want to hear it. I want cold indifference from my gallerinas. I want those underfed white women to shut the fuck up behind those desks. You know what? That's true. I hadn't quite clocked that. It's happening all the time. And I'm like, I know what I'm looking at. Like, I know what I'm here for. Like, I don't need like a friendly face. You know, I think what happened was that over the last, you know, God, probably close to 10 years. You know, first you have Me Too. 
And, you know, I think these, like, rising social movements of, like, taking accountability for And your... I'm like, I'm in Kokosian. I'm on fucking uh, well, Madison this is the Avenue. Thing. This I don't is give a shit. The contradiction at the heart of all of this is that the same elites that are responsible for all this malfeasance in the first place are also the most responsible for being warriors for the cause of correcting this behavior. Yeah. So the culture of the workplace too you know there was that account cancel all art galleries or whatever on instagram during the pandemic like part and parcel with the the lib politics of like all these culture war things is the art world like addendum to it and i genuinely do think that like work environments have gotten better at art galleries as a result of that. Oh. I almost hate, hate to admit it because I would rather have the snobby elitism of the early 2000s and before that back. You know, you get fired if you bring me a shrimp that's, you know, too warm for lunch. You know, that type of behavior, that Devil Wears Prada shit. That's what, yeah, I in mean, a certain way, like, defined the whole cartoonish character of this industry. I kind of love the people, you know, quietly sitting there in fear not trying to make a sound but these days i think you can be a gallerina without fear the other part of this that's a lot less political that i think contributes is that the professionalization of this whole field has had no choice but to solidify over the past couple of decades right so you have people that were gallerinas training galleries it's not like you They're have like we're not doing this anymore. people yeah. taking a summer internship with like tyrannical dealers because this gallery only has six employees. Been it's there. like now yeah. these are multinational enterprises with like structures and employee handbooks and, and HR. Like protocol and yeah. HR and also, you know, managers and higher ups that have been through all of these ranks. Right. So it's actually like institutionalized and formalized in a way that makes everybody a little bit more comfortable. A, because there's distance from leadership. That's the main thing. But B, because usually your superiors have been in the position you were in. That wasn't always true before. That's true. Or if they had been in that position, they'd gone through the Devil Wears Prada boot camp, and they wanted to be the sergeant in your face spitting and yelling. Yeah, yeah. You know? There was some, like, like, retribution to it. Now that's not so true anymore. Everyone's like, oh, I'm a mid-level person for the rest of my life. That's not a role you could have had prior to the rise of, you know, the, the... mega blue chips that's true so i think that's part of it but it happens everywhere people are like hi i'm like yeah don't acknowledge me like i, mean, I don't you know, want I don't like there's something like you know you want to be quick because if you want to say something shitty like you want no one to pay attention to you so like even just like the look up like i only ever really liked getting the look up at matthew marks because those two gallery like the front desk people were there forever and they were both artists like mm-hmm. the lady with the dark brown bob and then the, the guy lanky guy who's an artist in his own right and yeah you know blew up um like those people are like hi and they're like oh you okay fine i like that they're like you come enough you're a regular like i like the idea of like you're a regular we like this well i think that that's the part that you actually miss is like the um the what's it called? I mean, the 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 mob style like secret handshake of like, oh yeah, I saw you doing the rounds two weeks yeah. ago, and then it's six. You know, you, you people. It was a smaller community, and yeah. people got to know each other, and it wasn't attractive to like tourists and stuff, right. or to like uh, influencers or people looking for nice Instagram pictures. Right. The, I, the, I don't have a problem with the staff acknowledging me. The biggest problem I have now is that you go everywhere and half the time it's like 18 year olds TikToking because it. it's a cool background. Yeah. That like sucks. that's really yeah. prevalent. And you know, and you have to be nice to them. Otherwise they're going to be like, I'm going to expose you. And it deflates like, the community aspect of it. Yeah. And it, it did used to be there where even if you didn't know each other's names, you did have like a quiet recognition, facial recognition. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. sure. Not so much now. No, no, no. No. Big bummer. Yeah, well, hey. But the gallerinas being nice is not like, and that's not a serious problem. It feels, it does feel better to walk in, uh, to me, to walk into a gallery and just, your presence is acknowledged. You're not like interrupted, but it's like, it's better than feeling like you're intruding on the place. Oh, I never felt that way, though. Nowadays, they just have this whole infrastructure where, like, if you're a real uh, art collector, you never grace the doors of the public part of the gallery. 
you get to go to a different floor where there's like a full bar and a you're private escorted. viewing yeah. room. You're, yeah, you're, you're not you're, you're not with the rabble anymore. You're not walking in the front door. Fuck it off. used yeah. to be that they would give people a list of client names and faces mm-hmm. that if you didn't memorize, that's how you got fired. Correct. Like you needed to know who walked in. Now it's like obvious. If somebody yeah. walks in there like I have an appointment with so and so, you put them in a private elevator and send them away. Yeah, duh. But not you know back in the day they had to like sit down there and have their viewing in the middle of a show with rabble around. Oof. I'd witnessed that happen, but that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. You know, if, and if you're <sighs> high profile enough, you go to an undisclosed location that the public has literally no access to. I'm really yeah, wondering. Going to Wovo. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm really wondering at what point galleries just stop doing a front facing thing at all. I mean, I think some have. I was talking to somebody today about Peter Doig. Mm. They happen to know him, which is crazy. But uh, he recently moved back from Trinidad to the UK. Really? Yeah, I actually knew this. I watched a YouTube video about it a couple months ago. Uh, he got his, you know, yayas out. And it sounds like he had a second kid and it was just too much trouble to go back and forth across the ocean. So he kind of gave up. I mean, he has a yeah. house there, but he gave up his studio. Because oh. he used to have like um, a Domino Sugar Factory style huge ass studio that was probably responsible for like the entire economy of a neighborhood. In yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have that anymore. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I was talking about him with somebody, and I guess I don't know where he shows now, but it's not like a gallery you would it's recognize like because yeah. they don't have a public facing part of it. Like they do, but they don't do shows. Is he an independent? Is he a uh, what's the thing with baseball? A free agent? Yeah. Well, in a sense, because here's the thing. I don't know I don't know ex- the names involved or exactly the situation, but his wife is his art dealer. So they just keep it all in the family. Like, she has an LLC oh, that is oh, her no gallery, but no cuts no go cuts anywhere else. anymore. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They keep all the money, which, good for them. That's smart. Artists at a high level should just do that. I mean, and they do. They sell their paintings wholesale. Sean Scully is famous for this, but other artists do this too. What? Uh, so they they have gallery representation, or they're represented by multiple galleries. But the deal is, the gallery just wholesale purchases the the entire show up front. Oh, like the Peter Halley. So, yeah. yeah. So they secure their bag. Everyone and then knows that, right? Other, yeah, I think so. Mm. I mean, it's, I don't think it's that private. Um, but then Does that NDA expire yet? No, probably not. I'm not sure. Hmm. But then, you know, the the idea is just that the artist gets all of their money up front, however much they want. Yeah. And then the gallery can sell it for whatever they sell it for. Yeah, so, yeah. Lot, like, high-powered artists do this all the time. Yeah. Scully's the most famous one, though. He's pretty open about it. He just buys it all? Whoever, whatever gallery he shows at, yeah, they buy it all. Oh, I, okay. But the um, idea of having your wife just be your art I was thinking Sean Kelly, and I was like, what? No, yeah, not it, Sean Kelly. I know. Sean it's Scully. A, I know. I forgot that he does those stupid stripes. And those. You mean to tell me, Kyme Reed... Buys those shits outright. Yeah. That's the dumbest business. Anyway. Um, well, I don't think it is. I think the galleries kind of like it because I do think they get a pretty heavy discount, honestly, based they on what they, they can market up charging. Or whatever. And they just double the price. Yeah. Like, that's what they would do anyway. Yeah. It's smart of the artists because they're just like, give just me, money give me up it front. up yeah. front. Like, yeah. yeah. It seems like kind of like living on credit, though. I mean, I don't know. What do you mean? For who? For the gallery? No, the artist, like, oh, yeah, just give me this up front. And they're like, okay, sounds great. We have it for you. And then they're like, we're going to sell it for, like, double everything. He doesn't know, right? You know, no, like, I'm sure. But the point is, he doesn't care. I'm no. sure he does know, but that that doesn't matter. It, 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 it actually clarifies the relationship. It's like, you're the point of sale. Take all the risk. Oh, yeah. When any other business yeah, but... buys their product, they're taking on the risk of, like, okay, we need to sell this. Yeah. The, the manufacturer of shoes or of clothing or whatever, is not responsible for maybe this sells, maybe it doesn't. They, this is just a no predatory model yeah, yeah. In, in this. Like, yeah. whatever your expenses are, they are. Cover them however you want. Price it at whatever you want. That's not my business. Right. My business is 12 paintings are worth X. Right. You know? Huh. So I'm sure he knows that they double. And, and I think artists ultimately don't care, because much like we discussed on a recent episode, you don't see any of the secondary value anyway. So this is only yeah. the first of many secondary transactions of which you're not a part of any. That's true. So no one cares. Yeah. You know, they just don't give a shit. They're like, give me $6 million and I don't care. I need a down payment on a new house. Yeah, Papa wants a Maserati. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it also, I mean, it just clarifies a lot of things. I'm sure it makes making your business on your end make a lot more sense. Like, 
tax purposes, all sorts right. of things. I feel like it does make the, like, where does the price come from conversation just even more murky? And you're like, well. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's a gray market for a reason, shit. Where does the price signal come from, really? I mean, this is this is a point of contention in economics about all things for all time. Well, also, you know? you can, if you can pinch, you know, more from one collector and you have to give it a steeper discount to another. There like, you go. As long as you break even, you're like, well, we have this. We're six mil out. Yeah, exactly. How do we make twelve? It and, and yeah, that's actually an interesting point. In a weird way, for the gallery, it might offer them more flexibility in the way that they're able to sell things and to whom. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, wow. Went from food to, to Sean media, Scully to Sean Scully. <laughs> well, I hate myself now. All right. And just like that, oh, I off. sold my paintings. Oh, God. I, ho- I sold my paintings wholesale. <laughs>